The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and good afternoon if you're turning in live. If you're tuning in on a podcast, thank you for downloading. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff, and I'm so happy that you've joined us today. In this show, we will be exploring the skills and tools that can help all of us manage our own careers in today's de-jobbing free agent economy. So each week, I'll share my experience that comes from helping thousands of professionals advance their careers, and I'll also be bringing in industry leaders to provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve. And really, the goal of this show is to put you in charge in proactively moving your career forward towards wherever it may be that you're looking to go. Today, we're going to be talking about resumes. And resumes are kind of contentious today. Do they? Do I need one? Are they important? And so we're going to be talking about the resume, where it fits into the job search process, its importance, and as an a nationally certified resume writer, I've done a lot of training in how to write a good resume. What are HR people really looking for? And so we'll talk a little bit about how to build a good resume, what HR people are looking for, and how you can work on your own to make your resume better. We also talked about LinkedIn last week, and so hopefully you caught the show with Vivica Von Rosen, great LinkedIn expert known internationally, and she talked about taking the content from your resume and putting it into LinkedIn. So we're going to backtrack a little bit today and talk about that content and how that content might look different in your resume than it would look in LinkedIn and vice versa. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how we want to use our resume. What are the different channels that we can be sending our resume through and how really do we get noticed both through using our resume and in our networking which we'll talk more about in the in the coming weeks. So thinking about our resume we're going to talk about what its purpose is and how the resume works today. And if you have questions or you want to talk with me about your resume you can always email me at marie at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions. And I'm happy to answer questions about resumes or review resumes as you move forward in, in job search process. So thinking about 
a resume and is a resume really important? The hiring process, we like to think we can skirt around needing a resume. Do you really need a resume today? So let's think about how hiring typically happens. If you have an employee and you know they're getting ready to leave, you as a hiring manager may request people that you know to send you other people that, that might be a good fit for the position. And you might talk to people, you might learn about someone who sounds great, and that networking piece is a big part of the job search process. And it's a big part of getting through the hidden door of job search that we talked about a few weeks ago in terms of getting into the hidden job market. But when it comes right down to it, in most companies, there's a process that has to be followed. And that process almost always requires a resume. A few years ago, I was working with a gentleman who had found out about a position through networking. Great. The person had said, you'll be perfect for the job. Great. And so they start to talk through the job get through to the process and they want to hire him and the next step is we need you to send a resume to our office manager, HR person, whatever it might be with the size of the company. And that resume has to go through scrutiny of the people that either are in charge of the process and that may be the HR person or the person in charge of the company. And if you sound great and you've talked to this person and they really want to hire you, that has a lot of pull. And still I've seen, and in this story, they sent their existing resume to the person and they said, no, no, no. We need something that's going to show you belong in this position and, and make everyone feel good about hiring you and putting you in this position. And so he came to me to work on his resume so that we could make it fit the types of positions they were talking about. And so when you hear the challenge of whether a resume needs to be done today, I would think through how the hiring process happens and in what way will you be vetted by the people within the organization, both through the interview process and networking process in which we have the opportunity to shine very well, most of us, and through a resume and on paper and how are we able to talk about in black and white the things that we've done and our qualifications and that's what we're going to focus on today is how can we get some of the great things that we say about ourselves during a networking conversation or an interview and put them on paper so that when it comes to the part of the process, whether it's at the beginning or the end, and someone is looking at that document and judging us in the black and white that's on it, that we get through to the hiring manager, we get through the process, and are selected. So let's talk a little bit about how a resume has changed. And it's probably been this way for the last five years, but some of you maybe not have been searching in the recent years. And probably 10 years ago, a resume was more of a list of the things that you've done. It was a historical document. And people would go through the resume and look at it and really 
have time and and thought around how you could add value based on where you've been. They would say things like, oh, you've got such a great diverse skill set. I think you would be good here. And they'd take the time to do some of that conjecture or figuring out of how to move you forward with you or for you. Today's job market has changed. And probably for the last five years, it's been really on you as a job seeker or a career advancer to be able to tell people who you are, the value that you bring, and what position you fit into. And your resume, therefore, has become less focused on the history, although the history is still what makes up the document, the purpose of that history is really to market ourselves for a specific type of skill set, position, or value that we might offer. And so the composition of your document is a little changed and not as focused on where you've been and listing all the things that you've done, but in really thinking through how can I show value towards this company towards this position in the types of roles that I'm looking at and moving into more of a sales or marketing presence. And so if you've been listening to the show, you know a few weeks ago, we talked about career change and the foundation of what happens when you're in career change. And we talked about the things that we need to know about ourselves. Right? What skills do we want to use? Where are we going? How do we know what it is that we do and why we do what we do? And the resume starts from those same foundations because good marketing starts from those same foundations. If you think about some of the recent Super Bowl commercials, and maybe you've got a favorite. My favorite was the Doritos and the big dog that steals the Doritos. And Part of what that commercial did before they even decided to build the commercial, they thought about who their audience was. Who typically watches the Super Bowl? Who are we marketing to? And that's what we fail to do a lot of times when we're building our resume, is really think through at the beginning, who is our audience? Because that changes the whole tone of what we present to them. And, of course, we've got to think about the product, which is us. And Doritos is a pretty clear product. It's clear that it's a a food, that they brought the product into the commercial quickly so that you would know what it was that they were selling. Again, this is a struggle for us when we're writing our resume. If we aren't clearly focused on what skill sets do I want to use, How am I going to package my skills so that they make sense to an employer? Because today that kind of -of jack-of-all-trades approach isn't as appealing to most employers. And that doesn't mean we can't be jacks-of-all-trades because many of us are. It's just up to us to figure out how to pull those skill sets and, and experiences together to make a cohesive package of this is what I do, this is who I am, in 
for your company. And that's a lot easier to do when we know the target audience. So uh, working with a client a while ago who had many different skill sets, one of the most diverse I'd ever worked with, where they were an engineer, an accountant, and doing some business consulting, business analyst kind of work. And they put all of those together on a, on a resume, and what you've got is a very confusing commercial where I can't, try what, can't tell what you're trying to sell, and we've just got too much on the page altogether. So we end up with three marketing documents that speak specifically to those skill sets and package the experience in a way that the employer can see right away what role you fit into, the skills that you bring, and the value that you bring. And so that's really our first task before we ever do the resume is to really sit down and think about what skills we want to use, what role we play, the industries or companies that we're targeting, the company culture and what we might know about that company that we can speak to in our document, what's important to them, and then a little bit the geography. That geography drives some of our document and how it looks. And so those are the foundations to our document. One, understanding where it fits in the process, and then two, thinking about that marketing approach and how are we going to think differently about our, our document? How are we going to turn it into a sales pitch for a packaged set of skills that will solve an employer's problem? So when we come back from break, we're going to talk through some of the key pieces of the resume and how you might make those better if you've got an existing document and how you might start to build it if you're starting from scratch. So come back in just a few minutes. We're going to get started with talking through the pieces of your resume. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking today about resumes and how the resume fits into the hiring process and really we're going to spend some time here on how to make yours better, how to build your resume and how to get the attention of hiring managers, whether that's a move you want to make internally or positioning yourself to do something new, we're going to be talking about how to do that with your resume. Now, we've talked a little bit about the resume as a marketing document and that to be able to do, to build a good resume, we first have to know who our audience is and what types of positions we're targeting and really pulling that together and, and getting really clear about that focus. And that allows us to build a marketing document that really talks to how our skills add value to that industry or position's pain. Good marketing can say, this is why someone needs someone like me. And then how can I show them that I can do what they need, that I offer the, the benefits, right, features and benefits that are going to solve their problems. And in our resume, we're trying to do the same thing trying to strike a chord with that employer of these are your problems, this is what you need, and here's how I'm the solution. So working with an account manager, and that account manager is looking at what does a company need from an account manager? Well, they need them to retain the account, right? To grow the account, and they need them to be strategic in finding opportunities to find to build that account, to grow it, and to increase sales. And so if you're a counselor, people will say, oh, I can't quantify what I do. Well, let's start with first, what does an organization look for in someone who is a counselor? Maybe it's customer satisfaction. Maybe it's moving th- people through to improve their living skills, right? If you're working with people that are, that are having to build their living skills again, whatever it might be that that organization needs you to do, those are the skills we want to speak to in the document. Regardless of the type of work you've been doing, 
that's where the transition piece comes in. It's really being able to think about this is what they want me to do and when have I done that in the past. And that's our first step. There's a lot of there's a lot of noise, a lot of noise in the resume world right now that's arguing about whether or not our resume should be focused on keywords, right, to get us through those applicant tracking systems, that software that's reading your resume and deciding whether or not you get viewed by a human. Large companies, companies who've outsourced their hiring, outsourced their screening, are using these software programs to decide if you have all of the right words in your resume to move forward in the process. And so those are important, and it's important for us to think about, am I using the right keywords based on the job description, based on, in, in somewhat common sense, if I haven't done that job before, maybe I'm getting other job descriptions together, to really understand the language that the position is looking for me to use. And that's one side of the house is focusing on the language, focusing on beating the tracking systems, right? And there's a lot of money you could spend on beating the tracking systems. And then over in the other corner, if you will, there's the house that talks about telling your story, making sure people understand who you are. And in some ways, branding can be in this other corner. And we're really just focused on telling people who we are. And I always talk about that there's a happy medium between these two oppositional sides that will both try to pull you their way, right? Use keywords. Make sure you've got the right keywords. Oh, no, tell your story. Make sure people know who you are. And there's a balance between those two that each of us can find for ourselves how much story do I want to tell? How much is my story relevant, which we'll get to here in a minute, and how much do I need to focus on the keywords and what they're looking for and speaking to that? Now that balance and finding that balance really depends on your target audience, right? A good marketing document focuses on that target audience. When I was working at the university, we paid a consulting company a lot of money to put together a marketing piece for us. Decision was made over my head, and, and then I got the marketing piece in my hands. And it looked like junk mail. It looked very flashy, loud. Well, this was a piece that was going to engineering alumni. It was going to people to ask them to give, I think, to the university. And specifically, it was going to the engineering alumni. And I thought, well, this, if I was an engineer, this looks like junk to me. I don't understand how this fits the, the target audience needs. And as we're building our, our brand in our resume, that's the balance we're trying to find, is who are we, what skills do we bring, and how is that relevant and how can we make it relevant to the target audience and their expectations 
of the person that they will hire. And so we might build a resume that's focused more on this is who I want to be, right? I'm using their keywords. I'm really tailoring my brand more towards this new industry or position that I want to go for. And that can work for some people. The piece of that beyond the keywords that needs to be there is who are you as a professional? What makes you different? And how can you add value? And that is usually based in how have you added value in the past? And so you're taking those pieces and molding them towards where you want to go. For others, it may be really honing in on this is my brand. These are the types of problems that I solve. And instead of directing my search to mold my brand towards the organization, I might be molding my target for my strong brand. An example there is I was working with a software leader, software development leader, and consistently throughout their career, they had done offshoring of development for organizations. So every organization they'd come in, they'd help create an offshore team and moved some part of the development of software for the company offshore. And so instead of trying to meld that very strong, very clear brand towards something new, this person had decided, I'm going to find companies who need someone who solves these problems because that's what I do. And that's a very strong position to be in. And it's maybe the strongest position to be in when we're trying to market ourselves or sell ourselves. And so that's something to consider as we job search. And if we're trying to make a transition, we can meld that brand a little bit more towards our target audience. However, that does require that we know who that audience is and what their needs are, right? What are the trends in their business or industry? What are the opportunities? What are the problems that they need to solve? And most importantly then, how can we demonstrate that we are the solution to that problem, that we have the skills to come in and solve that problem, and that we've added value and solved those similar problems in the past. And that's really where the strength of the resume is, is to show how we have solved those problems, how we've used and applied our skill sets to create value in moving forward. And that's probably the next big thing in resumes that has changed, is that it's no longer a list of skill sets or a list of duties. It's really a combination of the interview questions, right? Tell me a time when, because I want to show my skills in action. I want to show how I've added value. I need to get beyond just listing what I've had to do or listing what I've been supposed to do and really show how I've added value. Every person in an account manager role can say the skills, right? Doing product presentations, calling on customers, building an account, winning a new account, all of those things 
can be said by everyone. So part of the challenge is how do you show that you've done that? How can you show some results that make sense for your type of position? And how can you quantify if possible, but mostly tell a good story in a very brief fashion, which is the challenge, right, for us in our resumes to tell a story in a brief fashion that really captures both what we've done, how it added value, and speaks to how it will add value for the next employer. And so when we come back from our break, we're going to dig right into telling these stories, getting beyond the duties and the, and the lists of job description lingo, and really telling the stories of our value, our accomplishment, and how we can do things for an employer because we've done them in the past. And that's really the strength of our resume, is speaking to that employer, the skill sets that they're looking for, with stories from our past that are specific, measurable if possible, and tangible value that relates to the value our target audience is looking for. So join me in just a few minutes and we'll go through how you can write down your stories throughout this, the experience section of your resume. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. All right, so welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking today about resumes. And resumes are one of the most challenging things for us to do 
in job search or trying to promote ourselves to really put on paper what we've done. And so I just wanted to take a moment and, and we're going to talk about stories, but thinking about how our resume shows what we've done, those stories are so important. Being able to talk about what we've done in the past is so important. And I've worked with so many clients who come in and they say, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I can't remember what I did there. Oh, that was so long ago. And the erosion that happens to our ability to speak to our value not only affects our resume, but it affects our ability to, to want that promotion, to be able to push for that promotion, to speak to our skill sets. And so I would encourage you, whether you're job searching right now or maybe you're just thinking about making a change in the future, find a way to start recording your stories. Find a way to start recording your successes. Go back through and look at the things that you've done. You know, it's amazing those performance reviews that we've done for years that maybe haven't meant anything while we were at that company. Those can be invaluable when you start pulling the information together to make a case for yourself in a new position. Creating a database of your successes. And every time that you think, wow, this was good, writing it down, whether that's a Word document, a journal, a spreadsheet if you want to get really technical with it, really thinking about how can I remember what I've done beyond just the job description, but really those times when I've added value, made a difference, grew, made more money, saved money, improved a process, whatever it might be that fits for your line of work, those successes are so powerful. And it seems like there's certain lines of work where we tend to forget about those successes. Administrative professionals tend to be the worst. They go through their job, they do their job, they do a good job, but it's just what they do. And they don't think about the results. The results aren't as clear. It's not making a sale. And so if you're in those types of positions, really thinking about the value that you bring and the processes that you improve, any ways that you make improvements so that the office can operate better, the business can operate better, those changes show initiative, they show value, and they do make an impact in the company even though we might not be able to quantify it. And those are the stories that we're talking about capturing so that we can put them into our document in the experience sections where we're really speaking to what we want to do in the context of what we've done in the past. And the more stories we have to pull from, the better we can be at sharing stories that really fit and add value to the new employer. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those stories. And what you're looking for really is when have I done the things that this new employer needs me to do? So for my account manager, their business needs an account manager who can come in, 
see opportunity, grow the business, grow the account, fill the white space if you're if you're into the lingo and produce. It is a numbers driven role. And so when I'm thinking about my stories, I want to go back and I want to find when have I done that? It's almost like interviewing yourself, right? What questions are they going to ask in the interview? And how can I answer those now? When have I grown an account? When have I filled some white space, found an opportunity, and created an expanded offering for an account? If you're in administration, that new company is needing to have their operations run smoothly. So when have you improved operations? How have you brought in systems that made things operate quickly or more accurately or more accessible to data? Those are the, the stories we want to come up with to really answer the interview questions on paper before we ever get there. And some people will say, oh, but I want those stories to be told in the interview. Yes, you do. And if you want those stories to get told in an interview, they have to be on your resume first because the hiring process is different. Today, a hiring manager can't interview everyone who's qualified. They can't get those stories from everyone who's qualified through an interview. There are just too many applicants, too many people who have qualifications. And so they're using the resume on the first pass to see who's qualified and then on the second pass to get into those stories and really understand how you add value. And of course the stories need to stay short and that's our challenge is creating a resume that has stories but stories that can still be read, skimmed quickly and they show value. And so you're sitting down and you're thinking about when have I added value? When have I created a new system? When have I closed an account? When have I done whatever it is? And again, those skill sets are driven by the positions that you're targeting. And you're starting to brainstorm. I would start with brainstorming. And maybe you can even create a mind map, right? Where the skill set is in the middle. And that skill set might be growing an account. That skill set might be improving office efficiency. That skill set might be supporting an executive. That skill set might be counseling to improve life skills. Whatever it is, the type of skill that you know that employer is going to want to know about you. And then around that skill, start brainstorming when you've done that. What jobs have you done that at? Where have you made that impact? And then from those brainstorms, we can build deeper stories. Now, there are lots of different acronyms for structures for your stories. And the structures for your stories are mostly for the interview, right? We want to keep your story in a good structure. And we'll talk more about that interview later. But you can use the same structures to start developing stories for your resume. There might be the situation, task, action, result. That's the STAR format. 
my favorite for resumes is to think about it in terms of car, challenge, action, result. Now I like the challenge because challenge has a lot more intrigue than situation. And when we're doing marketing, we need a little bit of sex appeal, right? We need it to have some kind of hook. And so I want you to think about what was the challenge? So if you were improving a system for an office, maybe you're improving their filing system, right? That situation sounds pretty boring even for those of us who have done it, right? It's not the most fun thing we get to do in our job. But why were we doing it? We go back to that great old marketing why. Why were we doing it? What was going wrong in the office that made me have to do this? That's the challenge. That's the why. And part of that challenge might also be what made it difficult. One of the things that's changed in sales resumes today is that it's no longer good enough to list a bunch of numbers. Why? Because everyone else is doing it. And so we've got to take that next step deeper, which is getting at what challenges did we overcome to make that happen? What challenges did we overcome to raise the sales 100%? What challenges did we overcome to make that happen? Then we get into our actions. That's the easy part for most of us, right? What did we do to improve the process? And then we get to those results. The results are the most important part. They're the hardest part to get to, right? We might say the results are, oh, we had a new filing system. Well, no, what was the impact to the company? What was the impact to the leaders or the clients? That's the result. Keep digging who did this impact? Who did they, who got the value? How did it make things better? And a lot of times, how did it solve that initial challenge? If we've done a good job of figuring out the challenge and what was wrong, then at the end, the result is that we fixed that, right? And so we have to dig into that. What did that fix mean for the business, for its clients, for its customers? for its leaders, for whoever was involved and impacted by that change. So we've got our challenge, our actions, and our results. And now we've, I would recommend you write out that story and then you dig into how can I put this together into a sentence, right? Challenging to take a story and boil it down into a sentence. Start with the result. Start with the sizzle, as we would call it in the resume business. What's that result? What came out of your effort? Then put in some of the actions and the challenge. Probably results, challenge, action. And so you're focused more on the results and the challenge than your actions but those actions come into the story. They show the skill sets that you've used. They bring in the keywords that you need for the job. And you have a bullet that not just says the skills, right? A nice little list of answered phones, defiling, but something that really says, these are the ways that I improved and made things better 
using the skill sets that I know you need someone that has these skills, but you really need someone who can come in and make things better through these skills. So we're going to come back and we're going to spend our last few minutes here talking through some of the most common mistakes that I see in resumes and where you go from here. How do you get started and move forward and make your resume better or create one? So just a few minutes, we'll come right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about resumes. And we've talked about how they fit into the hiring process, that yes, they're still needed. We've talked about finding that happy medium between your story and who you are as a professional, your brand, if you will, and what the company needs. What is it that they're looking to solve? What problems do they have that that they're looking for a person to come in and be the solution to? And then we've talked a little bit about your stories and how to put through the ideas of this is what I've done that shows I can use the skills you need someone to use and going beyond just listing those skills, but really getting into this is how I've added value in the past so that they can see that you can add value in the future. Very close to an interview prep where we're thinking through our stories, we're writing those stories out, and then we're boiling them down into a bullet that really gets to 
the results, the actions, and the challenges that we overcame to make those a reality. And we're filling our document with those stories, knowing that the skills and the keywords will come along with them. We won't lose those. And we'll be stronger when we get through to that person who's actually doing the hiring because they'll see how we can add value. So when we've started to gather our stories, we can put them together in a few different ways. I highly recommend putting them together in a chronological format where the story is hooked to the place that I did it for a few reasons. The first is that this is the format employers expect. They expect the stories, the accomplishments to be hooked to the where. It makes them comfortable. Second, there are some employers that require those skills and stories to be connected to the where in order to hire you. It's especially true in any kind of government or government contractor job. And third, it's really hard to tell a story without context. It's hard to tell a powerful story when I don't know where you did it. And so when you start pulling those stories away from the jobs to create what might be called a functional or skills-based resume, you lose some of that power. Now, that chronological experience section does not belong at the top of your resume. All resumes today have some kind of a summary. How long it is, is up to you. I would stay short, stay brief, and don't get too generic in that section. The summary should be a summary of your value, your accomplishments, the things that you do so it speaks to who you are and to the problems that you can solve. Be careful of generic stuff in your summary. Results-oriented sales professional. Those may be keywords you need to use, but that summary needs to say more than that. It needs to be a branded version of who you are and how you add value. Again, it, it can be shorter, it can be longer. If you're, if you're trying to make a transition, it may make sense to make that summary longer. So a few of the biggest mistakes that I see that are very easy to fix. First, formatting. If your name is in the top middle and your address is stacked underneath it, it's very old school. I know right away. Some industries that might be fine. If you're in a more managerial position, get some kind of formatting into that header. Your name should be bigger, it should be bold, it should stand out, almost like a, a your own stationery, right? I want it to have a look. It doesn't need to be overdone. It can include color, but it doesn't need to. But something that's just a little bit more modern than everything being stacked in the middle at the top of the page. Then the wonderful objectives. They're gone. They no longer need to be there. The summary should speak to the position you want to go for and the main skills that you bring. The word objective itself is fairly out of date on a resume unless you are in a blue collar type of position. Otherwise, I really don't wanna see that on your resume. I wanna see a title that makes sense, almost a headline. So senior marketing manager, account manager, administrative professional, 
executive assistant, whatever it is, that's a headline to your resume. It tells me right away what you want to do. Again, that makes it easier for an HR person and it just makes you look more up to date, which in the wonderful world of marketing that we're in today with our resumes, that look matters. Maybe not as much as the content, but it matters. It's that first impression for us. So those two things can get you doing things better right away. Third is to think about where your education is on your resume. Your education belongs at the bottom of the resume, unless you're applying for some kind of academic position or you're a recent graduate and you want to sell yourself as a recent graduate. There may be some value in doing that even if you're making a transition to sell that recent education, enter at an entry level. If you're an experienced professional, I expect that education to be at the bottom of the resume. My eyes will go there. They'll find it. Don't worry. I won't miss it. How do you want to position yourself as a recent graduate or as an experienced professional? Where you put that education makes a difference. So hopefully this has been helpful just to think through the structure of your resume, some of your stories. And if you have any questions about resumes or want me to look at yours, I'm always happy to do that. Feel free to send it to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And check out your weekly Get Career Smart tip at getcareersmart.com. Look forward to having you here next week. And we'll be talking about branding. So I look forward to having you and talking about branding next week. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.